0: Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky, and I'm Mr. Rixford. <laughs> Why so formal? Oh no, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a suit today. So I uh, noticed that, and I was going
1: to ask you about <laughs> it. I had I had to look pr- prim and proper today, so I uh, I wore a button down and even a jacket. But uh, the jacket is no longer required. But uh, my mindset is still that people need to call me Mr. Rixford
0: today. Gotcha. Okay. So you did something this week uh, that was full on aviation geek.
1: Yes, I did Um, this week. My favorite aircraft type that is flown by the major U.S. carriers is the MD eighty. Why? You know what? It's loud, obnoxious, and it's a plane. (laughs) You know, it doesn't have all. Aren't they all? Well, they're it's not fuel efficient. It's not quiet, and also it's not fully computerized. Like you know, I fly planes that are light years advanced, more advanced than this.
0: So it's like an actual manual. You have to be flying the plane. You can just are, hit
1: autopilot and then kick your feet up on the. You are you are controls. flying the plane, gotcha. yeah. And you and it's all manual cables and all this type of stuff. In fact, on the plane, it's hard to see them now, but they had windows that were up above the pilots why to see what was flying above them nope star navigation oh okay. <laughs> that's so that's so, really old school <laughs> it really is and it, it just it had a lot of quirks and it was it's a it's a very powerful plane it it's very performant the engines were actually engines that were built for fighter jets so it's a fun plane
0: And a lot of people hated it and it had its quirks and all that. Well, those of us who are not as into aviation, yeah, probably.
1: That is correct. So, what I did is I flew to Albuquerque on Tuesday night. And Wednesday morning, I took the last inbound flight to DFW on a MD 80. There was only one other flight that was after that. And that was the, you know, the the celebratory flight that they went from Dallas to Chicago that was sold out forever and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So it was really, this flight was all the av geeks. Yeah. You know, th- there was a guy from Miami. He flew to Albuquerque from Miami wow. just to fly back the next day to Dallas, <laughs> to Dallas. You had a Chicago guy. You had a St. Louis guy. We, we had a group and we, you know, we're sitting there at six thirty in the morning in Albuquerque taking pictures and they're having all this fanfare. And then we get off the plane and Walk off the plane and the, the the last flight just departed that gate. And mm-hmm. we pulled in gate. They had music blaring, food, pictures, they had um, you know, a stage. And you're like, Well, okay, so I guess this was something, and I'm walking off the plane, it's like I could hang out for a little bit longer. Who? I gotta go to work. <laughs> <laughs> And you know my my mind was somewhere else because we, you know I enjoyed it thoroughly and I got a, uh, a a I got a paper ticket for my last flight on MD eighty. I even, so you,
0: are you going to frame it and put it in your and hang it up here in your office? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you don't know. Oh, so you you've got the the safety card that uh-huh. was in the back of all of those uh, seats. Yep. The the flight attendants always are like. You know, making sure everybody reads it and nobody does. Yeah. And then you have your, your boarding pass. So are you putting this in like a shadow box that you're going to hang up in your house or something? Go get an MD-80
1: model and put a shadow <laughs> box together on it about my, my day. I don't know. It just... I would. Uh, sometimes I, I have a little bit of nostalgia about things. Yeah. And, you know, that was my favorite plane and I flew it a lot. Being from Dallas, you fly on American a lot. And... Uh, you know, not it, anymore. Not anymore. I will not fly an MD eighty again. Um, uh, Delta still flies kind of the type. Yeah, but uh, no longer. That's so. I have to find a new plane I like.
0: Oh, so
1: sad. I'll just make it the seven eighty seven. That's okay. A, so, that's so I want to know
0: on mm-hmm. this flight how many people were on it just because it was the last MD eighty flight, uh, and how many people were there just trying to get to Dallas. <laughs> about about half the flight
1: was actually there for just the MD eighty flight, and the other half are like. What the heck? Is <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Why is people taking photos? Why is there people videoing? I mean, they had it, it was it was emotional. I could tell that it was emotional for a lot of people because they were actually had ground crew that were for the American Airlines staff or the cor- a, other AV geeks. Cor- correct. No, no, the American Airlines staff was actually, you know, recording the plane backing out. Like there's lots, Do they have like an actual film
0: crew or are they just doing this on their phone? In Dallas
1: they did. Okay. But, um, in, in Dallas it was, and they had a water gun salute and they had all oh, these my things.
0: Gosh. I, it's, I mean, it was a big deal. I mean, I, I, understand, but just, you know, as someone who is not an AV geek, I have other things like geek out on <laughs> aviation is not one of them. Uh, I just, you don't ever think about something like that being such a big deal.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it, it was a little ruined because I had to come back here and prep for our webinar.
0: Yes, we did, you know, continuing on this path of we have a lot of things happening in ITC. We made a pretty big product announcement yesterday. We did. Or Wednesday, rather.
1: We did. And um it it, it was huge and we had over, you know, 400 registrants and, you know, hundreds of people yep. um hundreds actually people. attended. And, you know, we had, I mean, we had close to a hundred questions that we had to go through and, you know, we really just ran out of time. Yeah. But yeah, we, uh, you know, I guess this is the first time we actually self-promote on this podcast, but I'm pretty happy about it.
0: I think it's a pretty big deal. I mean, just looking at the response we had after the webinar, I think everybody also sees it as this is something very important um, that the industry needs.
1: Yeah. And it really was not anything new that I'm, I'm going to be clear about that right. is that this is, we launched turbo raider for websites back in 2008. Yep. And turbo raider for websites is our consumer facing, uh, driven and computer, consumer facing and consumer driven quoting platform. So they can go on your website and filled out. We launched it in 2008 whenever they bought my old company evolution designs. And I'm like, Hey, we have a website company. You have a raider.
0: Let's get together. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know what that's from? Come on. Let's
1: get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, no. I mean, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember. Um, It's a movie about twins. Oh, Parent Trap. There you go. Yeah. I was actually thinking about watching that with my kids the other day. <laughs> Off on a tangent. Okay. Yes, um,
1: but, uh, you know, the old one is better than the new one. I agree. So, and moving on. And um, so it was nothing new, but what it was is it was absolutely brand new. Yeah. Completely reskinned and designed based upon some of the things we talked about on the show yeah. is that agents and carriers often cannot afford to build out an insure tech level, um, site right. and experience. And we already had this experience that was rooted in the old boring forms, name, address, all that. And what we did is we, I, I, I mean, I, I can talk a little bit about it cause I, it's a little bit more free form here, but we printed out, Every InsurTech's workflow. Yep. And we had them all printed out. And we said, oh, this looks good. This is, oh, they're asking that. Oh, are they not asking that? Uh, all these things. And the
0: wording that they use. Correct. And the flow, like all of it. Yeah. Correct.
1: And, you know, the conference room here was filled with this storyboard. And then we finally started doing it on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Like going, okay, now. This is what we
0: want to do. This, this is, is what it needs yeah. to look like.
1: And we worked on it. And we found things in there like it does automatic prefill, Should you choose, mm-hmm. has driver's license scanning. Just scan the back of your driver's license. Pulls in information. Yep. It uh, it's highly configurable, so you can ask questions, hide questions, uh, default questions. It's um, you know, but what it really does is it brings the InsureTech tech workflow to agents. They can add this, and they don't have to go out and spend millions of dollars, which. A lot of these insure techs have spent millions of dollars and we're, we're, we're in the industry. We know these guys, we talk to them regularly and there was uh one that was like, yeah, you know, we, we, we put aside $2 million to build the interface and then we're going to have three or four more million dollars just to build out the carriers. Right. Agents have the carriers. And so opening this up, this workflow that anybody completely undermines the insure tech, because now they're going to have to compete on a local level. Right now, they're trying to do global. They're trying to say, hey, Lemonade, Root, whatever. You're coming in there, um, and you're, you're offering these services. Well, now, someone can offer those same services. For example, let's talk about Lemonade, since we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. Yeah, and,
0: and to, to, to some listeners'
1: feedback, too much. but yeah. <laughs> um, But just real quick, is that if you are doing just the renter flow on this new site, it asks you your contact information and your contents coverage, right? And gives you prices, right? The site does the rest. That's that allows any agency to offer renters at the same level that Lemonade does. Mm-hmm. And the workflow, first of all, is follows what an insurance agent would be doing. Yeah. Instead, a lot of these sites forget you know their technology first, insurance second. Agents and carriers that support them are more insurance first care um technology second. Right. And what we're trying to do is we're saying okay, the technology you can get for $125 a month. And that's what we're charging which is nothing. Right. Nothing for what you're getting. I mean getting
0: you here. sell one policy through that.
1: Correct. It, paid for it it pays for itself. And also you can use it for retention reasons. You can have requotes, you can have book rolls, you can have oh, this company just uh went out of business um, or you know when a company might get uh, unlicensed in a state. You can send out a link, hey yeah, uh, we need to place you with a
0: new business. Go to our website, fill this out, boom. Right, and that's without them making the consumer then pick up the phone and call the agent. Like it's the the, the whole point of this and the whole the whole impetus for all of these venture texts to come in is consumer demand, right? Consumer expectations have dramatically changed thanks to Amazon, Netflix, Uber. You know pick any of the the consumer-facing tech companies out there that have just changed dramatically what consumers expect in an online experience. We, we were failing at meeting that as an industry until InsurTechs techs come in. And now we have a way for, like you said, agents and carriers to be able to meet those expectations without the huge investment like these InsurTechs techs are putting into it. And one of the things that I really blew my mind, and I don't know why I was surprised by this. I really should not have been um, was in this process, we discovered that two thirds of the consumers who visited our agents' websites with our old turfa websites on their enabled on their website two thirds of those consumers were using a mobile device yep. And if you if you look at the, and and by the way the whole two thirds thing
1: is is frustrating with me because um, it literally adds up to sixty seven point I'm looking at the number right now sixty seven point four yeah sixty seven so it's like two thirds right there yeah sixty seven point four of the visitors on our old consumer radar. Old turbo, old version of TurboHeader for websites use mobile devices. Um, one of the things that I did in the slide deck, um, if you notice, is I actually put screenshots of competitors' online consumer forms. Right, and actually in the dead center was ours. Yeah, I was calling ourselves out as well. Yeah, is that they were boring.
0: They they sucked. And they were not easy to complete on a phone. No, none of them were. Um, you know, ours, ours is mobile friendly, but it was actually adaptive.
1: It detected that you were on a mobile device and then it gave a, a mobile version.
0: Which was the, still not 20, exciting and, yeah.
1: Yeah, at all. That's 2010 technology. Where It you know, should be responsive. So we built it mo- as a mobile first design. Start with mobile. You know, that from the ground up, it was designed to be done on mobile. And this number just blows people away whenever it's, you know, and, and I'm looking at the number right now. It is 64.79% use a mobile device and 2.64% use a tablet. Now, tablets and mobile devices are actually the same when you come programmatically wise, mm-hmm. because they're touch target devices. Right, you're they not using to, a mouse; you're using your finger. Correct, and so you have to use them as a as a touch target. And it it, it blew my mind. And so, yeah, we started from day one that this was going to be a mobile responsive design and it looks beautiful on a mobile device and it pre-fills things on a mobile device. It does driver's license scanning. It has expedited flows that you can do everything with your finger. Everything is, you know, if you got to do an entry, you've got to click, 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 you know, it's just all finger tap targets. Yeah. Uh, for example, we use, um, whenever someone uses a, puts in a date, like when's your expiration date, when's your birthday is we use the device built in calendar. So you don't have these three little like, you know, month, day, year. Now
0: you have the calendar. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. It is. It is pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it and I'm excited about um, the agents who are going to be using this because I think it's going to be really <laughs> great for them. And now, and now
1: digressing back into the, uh, but into the actual Insurance happy hour podcast portion <laughs> in, in removing ourselves from the, the, um, the advertisement is wow, I was, you know, I, I don't get scared in front of crowds of like 200 people or anything like that. Yeah. Or, you know, it, well, it was over 200 that we had actually attend and watch. And then we've had another hundred that have downloaded the webinar afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we, we've had more than 300 people that have looked at this and that's a pretty good response rate for 400 attendees yeah. uh, or a registrant. Sorry. And you know, it was, I was nervous, And people are like, you don't get nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was kind of surprised. (laughs) Why are you nervous? And really it came down to, I was worried that we were overselling it and not over. I was saying overselling the idea that we had. And I have shown this to so many people and they just, they're floored. Yeah. In fact, they get to the very end and they're like, is it already done? And I'm like, yeah, that's the reality. If you do this right. You ask all the questions in a logical format. You use pre-fill services. You use all these things. It's going to be easy.
0: Yeah.
1: And we we showed it and we had extreme interest afterwards. So we that made me feel good that maybe I didn't oversell it. No.
0: I mean, um, there might be some people who are kind of like, oh, it's just another online writer, but I it, mean, you seriously look go look at at the other work, old workflows, mm-hmm. right? Go look at that and then compare it to this and it's, you know, it, it's, version it's, 20 instead of version 2. Exactly. It's actually technically version 3. Oh, well. Uh, All
1: right, <laughs> um, you, you know, but there's a lot of things that, you know, that always set ours apart. For example, ours is multilingual. Well, multilingual is coming to this new version this year. And there's so many cool little features that I'm actually holding one back. I'm like, I'm (laughs) is that it's going to absolutely propel it farther. Yeah. And so going back to Laird as ITC CEO, and always settling ourselves is um, I would actually, if, you, if you're looking to do this and you like it, you should uh, check it out at a uh, sample turbo for
0: I'll put a link in the show notes in case you didn't catch that.
1: So you can actually test it and, and play with it and, and all that. And it's a demo site, by the way. So it's not going to return real carrier rates and that's on purpose. We don't want to be sending that all out, all that out, but I would take advantage of it now because I can tell you the price will go up. Mm. And the reason why is when we add the new feature, that's when the price goes up and everybody's going to love that feature. Yeah. So no hints yet. Cause yeah, you'll just have to wait. You'll just have to wait and you'll see.
0: Wait and
1: see. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's very interesting and it's very exciting because this is, this is where, you know, I and Becky, uh, we both put our money where our mouth is, is that we, we yap and prattle on a lot about the insurance industry. And we, we talk a lot about how the insurance industry, uh, especially vendors need to pick up the pace Yep. and we could have gone just by, you want to, you know, whenever all of our competitor sites look like this, then, you know, we didn't have to invest in this. And we made a
0: big investment, a
1: very big investment to make this happen and to look like this. And we've actually been working on it for more than a year. So it's really hard to keep my mouth shut for a year. <laughs> um, but w- with that said, is that this is us putting our money where our mouth is, mm-hmm. is we're not charging a lot of money for it at all. No. And what we're really doing is saying, listen for the industry to, sur- to grow. I'm not, I'm getting rid of this survive and thrive shit. Um, we just need to say for this industry to grow, Mm-hmm. Because if you are worried about surviving, go ahead and pack up now. Right. Let's 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 get that out of here. Let's get out the survival. Let's just go. Not even thrive. Let, we want to grow. Growing businesses is, is what it is, and agencies need the technology like this to grow. So we did it. Yep. I feel
0: dirty. <laughs> I know. It feels a little weird. It feels, it feels well, weird. It, it, it's funny because, you know, you and I were, were doing the webinar. I was a moderator. You were actually doing the pres- presentation. And we were both in total business mode versus our normal <laughs> kind of interaction. so that one felt very weird. To I, me as I, well. I listened to it and
1: it actually felt for a while I was reading a script <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not reading a script, but boy, do I have this trained in my head? And this is definitely not free form, but then it became free form yeah at the end and uh, it was funny I had a couple of employees that were on it and they go, you know, we saw this last week during the company meeting because we, we pre- presented it there. And um, um, we we were uh, – everybody loved it and all that. And then she's come back. One person comes back. She goes, you have a different energy when you're doing a demo for people. <laughs> In the actual like – yeah. And, and 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 I'm like yeah because I can't you know I I do have the two sides of myself I have the 100% business mode mm. like serious um, like that you know yeah. i've got employees i've got you know i got financials to meet i've got all this and then i have my social side and this is part of our social side yeah. but whenever i do my demos i become my social self because i'm i'm engaging i'm trying to do that and so uh, i had a couple people go wow you have such a different energy <laughs> <laughs>
0: so different i know i know it, it felt weird to me because that's not how we normally interact yeah so anyway <laughs> it was a comment um but shifting gears a little bit to what I really wanted to talk some more about. I mean, I, I wanted to talk about that because I think it is such a big and important deal. And while we, we Yeah, do, we've only been 21 minutes I into heard. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we do try very hard to keep this outside of our, our day jobs. But I did want to bring it up because I think it is very important. But it, it dovetails into the, the other topic I wanted to talk about, which is. Um, some analysis I was reading yesterday on three insure techs okay. you know, um, and and kind of what's been going on with them. So Lemonade, of course, is one. Root is Root is the second. And then Metromile is the third. So this was on CarrierManagement.com. I'll put the link to the article in the show notes. Um, but they were basically talking about their uh, direct premium growth over I think it was the first quarter of this year mm-hmm. uh talking about the change in their loss ratios how they're continuing to evolve in the right direction like uh lemonades, so there's what, what is Lemonades? lemonades is now seventy one okay uh, Metro mile is slightly above seventy and route route is currently over a hundred but it's going down okay How's, how's their how's their claim management <laughs> claims going at this point I don't point? think they really got into claim and management it,
1: well but you know
0: one thing about lemonade
1: is that 70 is astronomically high yeah for renters yeah so it, you know that that's you know that's not a good thing but also it's I, come down though it was over 100 what a year ago yeah yeah I, no I, I get it i'm just saying that they, even at like in auto 70 oh, that's phenomenal. Right. You know, that's like, uh, muy bueno. <laughs> <laughs> we want to
0: invest in your company. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that,
1: that's, that's a really good, that that's called luck to yeah. be honest. Um, because being an insurance carrier is, is about, is, is 100% minus 0.9. Right. All about like understanding the market and all of that, that 0.9, that little, little one, you know, is luck. Yeah. And, you know, uh, there's a, a storm can, can hit. Well, let's say that a storm hits Florida, like what, what is going on or Carolina's right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, let's say that there is a insurance carrier that is only in the North Carolina, South Carolina, wherever. And, um, but just due to market factors, how they set everything up, all their stuff's on the West side. Well, it doesn't get hit by the hurricane. There's not a flooding, all this type of stuff, and they have zero losses because of the hurricane. Well, another one might have just their rates might have worked better. Their agent force was more enforced down in, in, you know, on the east coast, and boom, it hits, and they're they're wiped out. Yeah, it's about luck. Uh, you know, a major Cat Five hurricane has not really hit the main part of Florida since Andrew. I mean, a long time. Yeah, the, and and as a category five, well, that's called luck. Yeah, is that it? Doesn't mean that they haven't been them. There's been lots of category fives, but they've missed, moved, didn't downgraded. hit it, downgraded, whatever. Yeah. And so it comes down to luck. But yes, sorry to digress. No, you're good. Yes, seventy-one uh, percent is is better than it was. Yeah, um, it's not great for renters, but it's in the ballpark.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's going in the right direction, which I think is, is is their biggest point as as they're comparing their performance from, you know, last half of well, last year. In the do they have year. their revenue, or, or their their premium increase? Uh, yes. So, Lemonade's direct premium reflected a thirty eight percent growth. Uh, versus a ten percent drop in the third and fourth quarters of twenty eighteen. Yeah, so, I, I knew that.
1: As they pulled back on marketing, and yeah. we talked about that, they pulled back on marketing and changed up yeah.
0: things. Root grew, uh, direct premium written grew by seventy five percent, and Metro Mile Metro Mile uh, grew about fourteen percent. Okay, like.
1: see that's that's nice growth. Yeah, um, you know everybody would love to have. Massive growth, but a lot of times, you know, having twenty, thirty percent growth is a good thing.
0: Right. Well, what what the bottom part of this article, past all the numbers, is is where I found some some interesting commentary. So basically, they're calling out these insure techs as focusing on a pricing game. Yes. Right. That these these full stack carriers, because that's what they are, are focused on pricing and getting customers to fall in love with them. Um, and it seems to be that the only thing that these customers are falling in love with is the idea that they can save a ton of money by using them because they're not sticking past correct the initial transaction.
1: Yeah. No, they, and in you know, it starts with experience. They build this experience that it's so easy and it drops in and it builds that experience. And that's where, you know, going back to our release, you know, i, I guess this episode's about the damn release. <laughs> um, is that, is that what we'll call it the damn release? <laughs> <laughs> Let the floodgates go and you, and, you, and you spell it like, damn, I'm going to go on the damn tour, save all your damn questions until the end of the damn tour. Um, But one of the things we talked about on the webinar is that this, you know, customers want an experience and that experience, you can have a great experience online, provide a really good price, all of those types of things. price that's driven off of value. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, you know, the, one of the things the system does is it really tries to get you. To select better limits. Yeah. It it really puts that in there going, you really need to look at these higher limits and you actually can remove the ability to put in like state minimum limits. You can actually hide those types of things and you get away from the pricing game. So it, it allows the site to be a proxy for the agent and their voice. Right. And what these guys are missing They have the technology. They have the experience through the buying process. Their experience goes flat afterwards because as an agent, you can round out that account. Lemonade's only going to sell renters. You know, um, Root's only going to sell car, maybe property. But as an agent, you can round out that account. You can move them. You can talk to them. You can communicate with them on a regular basis. And, that's the the real long play here is that if they're going to come to you for a dollar they're going to leave you for a dollar yep. and that's exactly what the, they're playing that's what that's saying
0: yeah well I, I just found it interesting because a few weeks ago in coverager um, they they kind of profiled root a little bit and talked about you know they've they've raised uh they just recently raised three hundred and fifty million dollars in a new round which puts their valuation. Over three and a half million – I'm sorry, billion. That was billion with a B. <laughs> um, but it doesn't seem to be – customers aren't sticking around because in, in this profile, they they com- included some comments from consumers saying – and here's, here's this one guy. He said, I just want to advise all of you to not get root insurance. It seems super cheap but six months down the road – they, when your driving record is still spotless, they'll jack your rate up because there's been a lot of accidents around you. So that's that's them playing that pricing game of getting you in the door by giving you a cheap rate. And then – what? I mean all insurance does this, right? This is not anything new. It's not a new game. It's just this is – yeah, what they're currently playing.
1: They they run hot. They, they and you see this all the time. A carrier will come to a state have you know great rates. They'll they'll run a high loss ratio and then realize, hey, we're not making money, so we bring it in. And then what happens is you get addicted to it. It's a little bit of an addiction that, wow, we're making some good numbers coming in. And there's that lag time. I sell a policy today. I don't know its loss ratio for a while because. Person drives around for three, four, six months, two years, whatever. They get in an accident, and then you know I've I've paid in ten thousand dollars, and I just had to pay out a forty thousand dollar accident. Well, that's not good, right? And these they're playing that short game, and they even kind of admit that. Mm -hmm. Um, You you know, in the reality that I always like to tell people is if you need to go raise money like that, now I'm not talking about capital investments, like someone wants to buy ownership because they see something that you are doing and they're effectively, you know, just buying the ownership and all that. And then the money goes towards investing in the company. Um, You know, that's a little bit different, but whenever you have to raise $350 million, you're not profitable. right? And where, you know, there's, you can play that, that game for a while where you're like, okay, we're feeding this animal by putting in lots of money and feeding it, getting the marketing up, getting the market share. But whenever your numbers start to tank in the end, that money's gonna go bye bye.
0: Yeah. Well this is this is what uh Coverager ended, ended up saying after all these comments from uh, consumers about about the company is why did the mid-sized company with over 500 employees raise $527.5 million to date? Because investors don't do enough research. Because insurance is all about price and Root delivers the message, possibly up to the point of renewal. Because there are no monopolies in insurance. In insurance. Right? Well said. Yeah.
1: And I, I tell people all the time, and I've got um, a good friend in the industry that uh, actually echoes this regularly. Is, um, uh, I don't need to raise money. I raise money monthly. Right. It's
0: called profit. Exactly. And that's, and that's what they're, they're shifting towards now is. Yeah. But you know, but then you get rid of that game and every carrier has
1: seen this. Every carrier does this. Not everyone. Some, a lot of them are on the level and they, they play the long game but they'll come in with great rates that they me some other program that was really doing well they get a book of business going and then they they move the prices up once they under quote unquote understand the market right smart carriers walk in they look at the market. They analyze the market. They look at market basket and in, in analytics of the market as a whole. They do their research and they go, this is the right
0: price. This is a long-term play. We're
1: going to grow correctly.
0: But then they also do things like invest in marketing, invest in their sales arm. Like Windhaven, we talked about with their their challenge for insurance agents to respond to these leads. Mm-hmm. So that, that's investing in their sales arm of their business to sell more of their policies. Yep. And that is the longer game. It's the more expensive game, but it tends to be more profitable long run. Yeah.
1: Now, I – and, you know, circling yet again back to the release. (laughs) That damn release. Is that they've spent these millions of dollars, half a billion dollars for 500 employees. Yeah. So each employee has a billion dollars or a million dollars under their – you know, that – their overhead was Mm. and you know but agencies that have three or four 10 15 they don't have the ability to go out and get millions of dollars to build out this interface now they can sit there and buy something and now i'm going to go back to the insurance happier side is i don't care if you buy it from us it would be nice right however we The industry right now has the technology available that allows agencies to compete with national direct carriers as well as these insure techs all day long now. Go get it. Go install it and do it. Yep. I agree. Done. I guess that's the end of this episode. (laughs) I mean, what else
0: is there to say? (laughs) Uh, the topic for next week, uh, Uh, we don't even know what that is until we sit down. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um,
1: next week we'll, uh, we'll probably do a part two. A follow-up uh, episode. Yep, I, I think we'll do that next week. That um, will be probably in the plan. Got a suggestion from a listener of uh, following up and uh, doing some follow-ups on last week's episode, so we'll probably do that. And then that next week... I we miss m- insure tech. Yeah, I was going to say we might miss an episode in the sense that uh, we, <laughs> we're we going to be in the middle of InsureTech. Actually, no, I think we're good. Um, but we're, we're definitely going to be at tech Connect doing the... The podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you um, are going to be at Insure Tech Connect and you want to stop by in our um, in our suite and actually be part of the podcast, please let us know. Yeah. Um on we're always
0: happy to have guests. We have an extra mic now. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, you know, find us on Twitter, and you can use the uh, hashtag Insurance Happy Hour. Um, I'm L. Ricksford, and Becky is Becky L. Schroeder on Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on LinkedIn LinkedIn. Yeah. We're starting to post there. I I have been, Yeah. but I, I did have some feedback that, you know, not everybody uses Twitter. You might want to mention that you can uh, also use it on LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. Fair.
1: And, and what's crazy is the um, uh, insurance happy hour uh, hashtag now is one of my default hashtags on LinkedIn. I've used it enough <laughs> that like it, every, just, every post, off. like I could sit there and say, um, whenever we were doing the post on the release, it, it was the second suggestion. And yeah. I'm like, you,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Algorithm's working. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I did see you added it to your Twitter bio, though.
1: Yeah, I did. I had to re-engineer to find a way to put it in there
0: well I gave you suggestions on how to do that I
1: know and I, I was able to make it I was able to make it work I got to say everything that I have to say in that uh, what is a hundred and forty characters I think you have hundred and sixty for your bio, okay. for your well, bio whatever i'm'm I'm, I am uh, if, if you notice there's a missing period in there <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I was unable to use a period <laughs> that would have been hundred and sixty one characters yeah was so dear listeners what do you think about um the damn release (laughs) (laughs) uh you know you find us on twitter find us on linkedin leave a comment on the show notes or on the the episode page of at insurancehappyhour.com
1: and uh subscribe via your favorite podcast app if you haven't already and, uh, you know, we should be like YouTube. You know, put the bell on. <laughs> Hit that <laughs> notification bell. <laughs> All right. Well, it's uh, been a really fun episode. It's been unique to talk about something that has kind of been a uh, no fly list uh, topic.
0: Yeah. But uh, as always, thanks for listening. become this <laughs> and
1: yet here we are i know it's like hmm, who cares hey uh, my phone's ringing you, time to go <laughs> someone's calling saying the episode is over stop <laughs> hold on yeah here i'm gonna go ahead
0: you don't have it routed to your cell phone i do they, they, oh it's they, ringing they, your wrist <laughs> you <know? laughs>
1: and i just declined it from my watch
0: <laughs> i love that i love being able to do that technology awesome.